Rapping mimosa, these bars in the holster. Pouring up a drink, put my name on the poster. Women who can rap make you come a little closer. Step out the whip, drop a tip to my chauffeur. New guest on my list, champagne's by my hips. It's time to get lit. Y'all know what it is. It's time to rap, 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 and mimosas. Today's Rapping Mimosas is not only brought to you by The Urban, the hottest spot in Miami, but also brought to you by Now That's a Rap, another Black-owned establishment that sponsors our mimosas. This week's mimosa was Mango Rita Mimosa. Here's the ingredients in case you all want to try it at home. Thanks for watching. Woo! And welcome. Thank you. <laughs> and welcome to another great live episode of Rap and Mimosas, everybody. Do me a favor. Go ahead and send this video to as many friends as you can. Today, we are talking all about relationships and business or the business of relationships. What do I mean? Well, my guest here is going to explain in just a bit. As always, just a disclaimer. I'm not a rapper. I just happen to like to rap. Kimmy, on the other hand... Okay, he might have some extra bars for you all. We're going to get a bit into his business a little bit later. Okay, and all right, I want to shout out our sponsors before we begin. As always, I want to shout out The Urban, okay, which is where we are right now, who sponsors this lovely location. All right, I also want to shout out my mimosa sponsor. <laughs> right, Your girl got sponsors. <laughs> and it's good. Okay. <laughs> Amazing. Now that's a wrap, okay. Today we are having a mango Rita mimosa, mm -hmm. a mango Rita mimosa. Okay, that means we got quite quite the mixture going on here. All right, so I want to thank. Now that's a wrap. Another black black owned spot located in Overtown, the historic Overtown of Miami, Florida. Okay, I want to thank them, and I'm going to shout them out a few times throughout the show. Oh yeah. But now it's time to get started. Y'all see we got our fruit and stuff. Let me put it in here. I need the alcohol. We're trying to, to be fancy. Yeah, yeah, we're trying to be fancy. Now, now we have the picture taken. Great, great, great. Great, great, great. Mm -hmm. Okay, so first of all, let's introduce my guest. Today, we have the amazing, one and only, dynamic speaker, leader of the movement, the glitter shimmer king himself. Okay, Mr. Kimmy Joseph is here. Woo! Yeah. So, Kimmy, why don't you tell my audience who's listening live as well as who's going to listen to the recording or watch the recording later who you are? Yeah, first of all, thank you for having me. Again, thanks to the sponsors for the amazing setup here. And it's, uh, I love how you give intros where you always hype people up. And then I, I feel like since we're talking about rapping mimosas, I will share my artist journey and then also share the professional journey. Um, it's funny, I've been prioritizing the professional ones. A lot of people don't even know that I rap. I remember when I rap for my family the first time they're like oh you rap I was like well I've just been doing other things <laughs> and so you know I've been uh, an artist for about the same time been a, a speaker so about the last 15 years uh, professionally most people will know me as the CEO or co and co-founder of Fierce Advantage which we'll talk about in a moment but kind of some lucky folks get to see me pop up on stage here and there and be able to drop some bars so I'm excited to do that here today Ooh. <laughs> Now, this is a different show for yeah, me, yeah, all, yeah. because I do work with them. <laughs> I bought the head honcho to, uh, on rap. Where's the HR? I bought the head honcho right here to sip mimosas and to talk to us about diversity, equity, and inclusion. And we're going to talk about what that is, because when I tell people like, oh, they're like, oh, what do you do? And I'm explaining some of the different things I do. And I said, yeah, I also do like outreach for a DEI. And they're like, what's that? <laughs> like, and I'm just like, dang, I 
you don't know what DEI yeah, is. Yeah. I'm like, it's diversity, equity, and inclusion. And they're, and they're just like, sure. what's that? <laughs> like, how I, they don't understand mm-hmm. what diversity, equity, and inclusion is, or the necessity of it in all areas. The last two episodes I did, I talked about non-monogamy. I talked about BDSM. But you would be surprised that DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, literally fits into our regular relationships. It's mm-hmm. not just the hiring process. So for those who don't know, can, let's break down first because we're going to get into this, right? This idea of thriving. Mm-hmm. What is DEI exactly for people who don't understand? Yeah, and I'll keep it as informal since we're keeping it informal. Mm-hmm. One of the things I love actually about this is that a lot of folks will leave DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion in workshops. So we learn about bias or at microaggressions. We learn about how to be inclusive, how to be equitable, and then you just leave it in workshop mode and don't actually celebrate. For us, for me, DEI is also about the culture and how do we actually bring drinks, food, music, and, and like allow people to connect across uh, across the, the boundaries. So diversity is the idea that we we have diversity. We're different people. Right? Mm-hmm. Some people, <laughs> so, I'm not gonna get there, but we're different people. Uh, and then, and then we all we all have we need different things to actually to to succeed, and so that will come into the equity piece of making sure each person has what they need. So, for those who might be watching, might be business owners, as we give shout out to sponsors, the idea that every business needs something different. Even though we need a sale and market and all those things, we need a different vibe. For since we're talking about music, it's like the idea of being inclusive as well as just having lots of different genres. Of music and that right now we kind of get into fights over who's the best this who's the best that that's kind of practicing exclusion we're not instead of saying hey it's cool that you listen to what you listen to I can listen to what I listen to and we can still be inclusive of each other even if we're not all at the same event so just trying to like look at diversity equity inclusion from you know life standpoint the business standpoint the music standpoint since we'll be talking about all of that you spark something in my mind. Go for it, yeah. Okay, so I'm I, like when you were talking about us being inclusive, and I, I thought about well, what exactly do we do that? It's like the opposite because you know they say we have such a sensitive culture now, right? And it's like this thin line between people being sensitive and what's wrong. And then mm-hmm. we have cancel culture mm-hmm. where people are just getting canceled. How does how does what we're talking about today? Excuse me. How does what we're talking about today play into cancel culture or play into this idea of, you know, the sensitivity? Mm-hmm. I'm putting, you know, quotation marks around it. Yeah. yeah. How does that play into everything? What's interesting is that some of the folks who say people are being so sensitive are also just sensitive in a different way. Uh, I think the one of the, one of the biggest challenges is that we we've not we've made it um, unsafe to disagree. Mm. So we, again, we're talking about you know people asking who's your favorite artist or whatever. And I go, can I? It's, is it okay that I have my own favorite artist mm-hmm. and you have your own? It's like, can we allow it to for us to disagree? And I think the the sensitivity part comes in, or the hyper vigilance comes in when people feel unsafe. That if I disagree with you, for example, in the workplace, I can get fired. Mm-hmm. If I disagree with you or if I say something that's different than you, can I, am I going to lose my livelihood or is somebody going to come after me? The less safe it is, the, more, the less likely we are to disagree or feel like we can disagree and do that in a way that we used to. I just I want to get back to a time where it's okay to have independent thought and that we can actually... But the big thing is... You also keep your thoughts to yourself for the most part. Yeah. Right? So <laughs> it's independent all I want up here. As soon as I like share it out, like we're doing on this IG, it becomes kind of more um, open to to feedback. Let's call it that. Let's, let's call it, it gets more open to feedback. So I think people who say, oh, folks are so sensitive are also 
not willing to hear the feedback from other people. And it's like, well, you can't call mm -hmm. me sensitive and then put something in the space, but not allow me to respond to it. Mm -hmm. Like, so this is, this is the back, and this is the tension we deal with every single day. Okay, so now I'm going to pick a yeah, hot please, topic. Please. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yes. The same thing I just said I was sick of. Maybe I was going to keep sipping <laughs> over here. Hot topic away. Okay, so when we're talking about sensitivity level and, right, so there's so many different thoughts I have, right? So the Will Smith and Chris Rock thing that, that's having everyone go crazy. I'm oh, about man. sick of hearing about it, to be honest with you, because it's like, oh, you know, how can I, my viewpoint, honestly, is like, it's a mix because mm -hmm. on one hand I was always told you know like even I say words can't hurt words mm -hmm. can't hurt mm -hmm. and you know I've also been taught like don't write a, a check that your ass can't cash verbally mm -hmm. right and I've also heard <laughs> you know that if someone put their hands on you my mama told me you better hit them back you better mm -hmm. not ever let nobody put their hands on you right so mm -hmm. here we are in this culture right mm -hmm. that we have and now we're supposed to be adults that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. You know, this whole idea that I'm supposed to be a more mature person because I've gotten older. I'm Plus not. Plus being a millionaire is <laughs> even more. It'll yeah. Be a million more mature than the, those of us who don't have that kind of cash. Yeah. So when we're talking about the sensitivity where we are of like disagreeing, right? And being able to communicate mm -hmm, when mm -hmm. we disagree. Because yeah. that's the biggest thing, right? How do you look at that situation between Will Smith and Chris Rock and... I don't know your personal opinion on how you think it should have been handled. Do you think Will Smith was justified? Do you think that Ooh. Chris Rock's joke was that bad? Or like from a DEI perspective, it's like, oh, no, you don't talk about a woman's hair and picking mm -hmm. a woman's mm -hmm. looks. Mm -hmm. Right. But then it's like, but it's comedy. Yeah, man, there's a there's a lot you said in there. So um, one, I've learned to just, you know, comment on my own situations right because it's like we're looking at the the intensity of what they both experience and then to i i haven't been well i should say i have been in the space where i've gotten into fights um they say someone says the violence is not the answer but it gets your point around quicker it's mm -hmm. like but it also leaves i i've done I've, I've fought so many people and then been hit by so many people like my fight, uh, now. all oh, your yeah, life yeah. you had to fight well i don't, I don't <laughs> know if i had to but i feel like, it's funny, I just, as we were talking about relationships, I just started dating, I'll, I'll give Mariah a shout out. Uh, and then she was saying like, hey, you have a scar right here. And I was like, I don't know, it's a scar. She's like, you have a scar on your face. I was like, well, I've been hit in the face enough times where I don't remember what situation would have caused mm -hmm. that one scar. So I definitely uh, don't want people having to be punched in the face. There's times where I want to myself punch someone in the face, but it's like, I know the, the trauma and the harm that gets caused by that. So. I'm not going to promote violence in that way. I think the uh, I think the thing about the intensity of, of what Will Smith was experiencing and then kind of what he shared during his speech, I don't think it validates any of that. I think yeah. it's also like we're watching this from a space of not being where they are and we get to kind of get to... I think the, the, the commentary is a part that we've gotten so used to. Mm -hmm. It's like everybody's a com like a, a commentary and it's like I don't, I don't want to get involved in there so I would just say hopefully they figure out a better uh, resolution and... Uh, it sounded like no one was glorifying it. I mean, we're glorifying it as we kind of talk about it, but it didn't seem like people were like, oh, like you remember high school where it's like somebody <laughs> said it all. Like, World oh. star. And then, yeah, and like I remember like running towards fights, right? I did like where you didn't really, yeah. Okay, so I remember running I towards fight, and it was just like, oh man, they're popping, you know, popping off, or it's about to go down, and it's, uh, you know, I don't, 
I it's kind of wild to think about being in a different space in my life now where I'm like, yeah, I don't want to necessarily see that or or support that. You know what's crazy? The older I get, the more I want someone to try me so I can pop. <laughs> you know, cause you, it's like adult problems hit different. And uh, I can only uh, imagine being like a rich millionaire adult and everyone always want to talk about something. Oh, yeah, yeah. If I don't share, they want to say something. If I share too much, they want to say something. Oh, yeah. It's just like... I, I like if I feel like I be I want to fight sometimes now. It's like God knew not to make me a celebrity because I probably be just wild. Shut up, right? So you have to get to a point of just so much mental strength, right? Yeah. Of like being able to like know yourself no matter what the noise is around you. When there's a lot um, of noise, I mean, people go from violence to like some people like kill themselves when there's too much yeah. noise, right? So it's like. I think we, the mob mentality, and like you're kind of talking about cancel culture, it's like some people don't realize, oh, easy to say all this stuff from behind our screen. Yeah. And then it's like, but a bunch of people are doing that, and now this person uh, can't handle that, which is, uh, to me, it's like, when we look at the scale of influence that people have, I think that's kind of where, like, we, why we pay them so much. It's like, you're also getting paid to deal with a whole bunch of bullshit, basically. Yeah. Like, it's just like, you're getting paid to deal with a, a higher level of just intensity, people making fun of you, whatever it is. And that just that just that sucks. Yeah, I mean, back in the day, all people had to do was not read the paper. You know, like you don't want to know what someone said. Don't read the paper. Don't read the paper. These days, it's like don't go on your phone. Uh-uh. Don't read, you know, the blogs. <laughs> don't look at your comments. Matter fact, turn your comments yeah, yeah, off. <laughs> don't post. Yeah, yeah, don't you post. know, get Stay like, in isolation. To, in order, like you have to be completely completely isolated and only around a core group of people, or have someone who can filter out the gist. <laughs> you know, I, that's what I would do. Like if I just did a movie, it's just like just give me the summary. Just give me and, Oh, they don't uh, like it? All right, cool. Uh, oh, they cool. love it? Okay, now I can look at, you know, look at the comments because it prepares you mentally. Um, yeah. Okay, personal question. Personal. Okay, would, if, it, if it was you <laughs> on stage. Wait, 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 yeah. What what would Kimmy Joseph do? Well, I mean, what's interesting was looking at the, just the size difference between Chris Rock and Will Smith. Was I wonder if he like if, if Chris was like yeah, I can't take Will like Will transfer. I am legend. He's getting, he's getting. Down. I don't know. Like yeah, I, it was an open hand. Yeah, I feel like it's like, disrespectful I mean, it's, to it's, slap me right, and slap sure. you open. And then <laughs> I mean, I think it's about the composure. I mean, as a professional, I was like, all right, Chris Rock, you held it down. Uh, you know, there's there's parts of me that are like. So back to you know being punched in the face. Uh, I remember um, speaking about someone named Chris. I I was we were doing like a football tournament, and then uh, there's a guy there's a guy named Little Chris. He's on my team, right? Mm-hmm. So Little Chris says, "Hey, this one person was messing with me, and this person was called Big Chris." <laughs> so, <laughs> so I basically started a fight with Big Chris. I had no idea what the other situation was. I just got involved with Big Chris, and then so we got we whatever they broke up the fight. Then I left that day after the football tournament. I was the only one uh, from my whole crew. And then Big Chris had his whole crew. Like, I mean, oh, it was man. a squad of people. And I was like, and I just, I was like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> nah. I mean, they backed me into the corner. I mean, it, and it, it was, I mean, you've seen videos of people get jumped, right? Yeah. Like, and that was the main thing I was concerned about. And so I'm staring at it, and I'm staring at Big Chris, and I'm just like, I, I don't even know what to do. And I look over here, and there's another guy. I don't even know this guy's name. But he's like, what are you looking at me for? You want to fight? And then, boom, he hits me right in the face. And I was like, what is what is the best case scenario here? Mm-hmm. I take out one person. 
and it ain't gonna work. I mean, there's no way it's gonna work out. Like, I'm not. I'm not the kind of Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Kind of, <laughs> I'm not that kind You're of. You're not Batman. Fight. No, I'm not Batman. I'm not gonna be able to take out a whole squad of folks. So, you know, think about the calculated decisions you got to make in that time. And I think a lot of people will be like, oh, I'll take them out. It's like I don't know. I think it, for me as a professional, thinking about the consequences that can come after mm. me stepping out, like the livelihood that I could lose. It's like anybody who would back to the comments, people like Chris, you should have popped off. You don't know my life and what I would lose mm. for for those consequences. I know I've lost enough, and people were not there for me. Like again, <laughs> the little Chris was not there. <laughs> what I have to deal with the big Chris, Chris started in, in that meeting. <laughs> I mean, people move on with their lives. So, so I don't know if the little Chris is in the world. I don't know if they would have been there for me. So I'm like, I have to make whatever choices I feel like are going to make the most sense. So I think from a, in a professional MC standpoint, I feel like he handled. He it, did. He handled it in a way where it's like, all right, cool, we can hire that guy. That guy knows how to handle anything. Like, we should hire him for some crazy events, right? But that's that's just me speaking as a professional now. Yeah, I mean, Chris Rock said, wow, what's this hit me in the face? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was just like, oh. Oh. He's wow. like, yeah, it's just like, what do you do? What What do you do? They did handle that well, but that definitely, if, they, if we took that scenario and put that into like an organization, oh, yeah, yeah. or like just considering the fact that at one point they were friends, right? Because they, you know, Chris Rock was on Will Smith's show yeah, back yeah, in yeah. the day, mm-hmm. all these different things. Considering that they were friends, like that's when we get into the idea of like, how do we handle ourselves? How do we handle our relationships yeah, with yeah. other people, platonically, familial, and even romantically in a space that still feels inclusive mm-hmm, and still mm-hmm. has equity, but still has boundaries? Yeah, I think the boundaries piece where it's like, they, I mean, the idea that Will Smith even got that close, you know, no one stopped that, you know, so no one thought he was going to be like, animal. it's like, why, like there's so it's many. Will Smith, it's just like, oh, he's just going on stage. Yeah, he's going, <laughs> maybe they have something planned. I mean, a lot of people thought it was planned, and then back to you, you said they're friends. We don't know kind of how deep some of those wounds go, right? And then, like, there might have been things happening behind the scenes. Scenes that we don't know about. So, I mean, it, it, again, no no justification here. Just, for me, I just learned that there's, there's I, for example, my little Chris situation, I would have asked more Chris. questions. <laughs> I would have been like, how did this fight start? What, what do you want me to do exactly? <laughs> like, well, are y'all going to be there, too? Like, like I would have asked more questions before I kind of got involved. So, at least I've learned yeah. from the fights so that I got involved. <laughs> Let me ask a couple more questions before we get, before we you get a verdict from me you know okay so let's talk about you know relationships yeah okay right before we get in your business okay (laughs) so when we're talking about (laughs) just a little bit i'm not done i'm not done i I gotta dive in sure sure just take my sip over here yeah take your sip you need need to (laughs) let's thank the sponsors one more time i'm gonna thank the urban for the space and now that's a wrap for giving us the mango rita mimosa okay so we're sipping the mango rita right here and mixing it with this lovely uh once again Rafino Prosecco. Mm, I feel like a pinky up on that one. I know, right? It feels very like bougie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Okay. So we've acknowledged the fact that when it comes to, you know, DEI, um, diversity, equity, and inclusion, this idea of creating this space for everyone to feel, you know, welcome, all these different aspects. And one thing that we, you talk a lot about recently at Fierce, right, is thriving. Mm-hmm. Why is thriving so important to this idea of being inclusive and people being safe how does thriving have anything to do with that or better yet have anything to do with our relationships Mm, thank you for that question the um so a lot of people those who know di mostly know about it like the work 
right? So people say, you're doing the work. Yeah, I do the work. And DEI is the only thing that we've sold is just the work. Like, even if you think about going to the gym or something, no one sells like, oh, you got to do all these push-ups and crunches. Mm-hmm. sell the, the fitness and the body that you have afterwards. And so for us, we started thinking about what is the outcome of DEI? If we, if we truly are practicing inclusion, helping people feel safe, giving people a chance to to explore their gifts and feel empowered, they would be thriving on the other side. So for us, the idea of knowing that thriving is the outcome and, and that helps me focus my attention on where are we going and, and how do we help people get there. Mm-hmm. And so everybody thriving looks different for each person, so mm-hmm. we, but we've also started to think about what is the framework that would allow more people to find their way into it. Just like the idea of being human, we all have to be it, but then we find frameworks that allow us to, to be a better versions of ourselves or to, to actually go through this world. And so I can share some of that framework too when the, when the time's right. The time is right. The time is right, the okay. The time is right. So just the, the simplest version is that we would say that THRIVE the, the, is, is an acronym for, um, for people, for leaders who are trusting, holistic, resilient, well, yeah. Trusting, holistic. I'm just now now got it's some. It's the it's the <laughs> Yeah, okay. I was spelling it right. Okay, trusting, holistic, resilient, inclusive, mm-hmm. visionary, and equitable. Mm-hmm. Right. So there, I, I was just making sure of my spelling. I am a public speaker, not a public speller, right? So I, was <laughs> I don't have it in my slides. She has me out of my element out here right now. But the idea of you know, if if we're going to start any endeavor, what are we trusting in? And you know, trusting in ourselves, but also trusting in the people that we're working with, and even the beliefs that we have about what it takes to be successful. And the idea of thinking holistically is the choices that I'm making today, or the choices I'm making right now, how is that going to impact me, impact the the folks close to me? I like to think about how it has the ripple effects that it's going to impact more people. And then the idea of being resilient. I mean, I don't know about you, but COVID has knocked me down more times than I thought it was going to. I mean, I had a 10-year plan that got wiped out two months into 2020, and uh, just the, the people I look up to the most are the ones who are being resilient and, and moving forward even when they get knocked down. And then as we've been talking about being inclusive and I think some folks um, mistake inclusion for like a pie in the sky. Like everybody has to. Yeah. Hear. It's like there, there's a there's a fine there's a finesse to that um, that we'll explain in a moment. And then the idea of being visionary. Um, if if you actually want to thrive. You have to be thinking beyond the circumstances that you're currently in, mm. because otherwise we just get stuck. Like we only mm. we only focus on what we can see without thinking about what we need to project into the future and create the best version. Mm. And that for the equity, uh, being equitable is being fair. If we, that's the simplest version, and are we being fair to ourselves, including setting goals that we think are fair, but also setting those boundaries and doing things that may yeah, just people popping up. Thanks for the hearts there, and the idea of being able to to be fair to people along the way and. I, part of the reason I want to really focus on that is a lot of people feel like life is unfair mm. or the world is unfair so then it's like oh I'm going to treat people like garbage because I was treated like garbage I'm like well again I was punched in the face a couple of times I don't want to be punching people in the face like, I, don't, I don't I already know the sting of that the pain of that I don't want, I don't want to put that harm onto other people and so that's the, there, there goes the summary of Thrive do you think that if you're not thriving right like can you not be thriving in an area but still be able to have a healthy relationship with other people or do you feel like you have to be this idea of thriving and thriving doesn't mean that everything is perfect right it just means that there's a core foundation of all the things that you mentioned mm-hmm. right um and a core foundation within yourself do you think that you could have a healthy relationship with other people if you're not thriving as an individual 
Well, I mean, that's a big question because we, if for those of you who do come and see our work at Fears Advantage, we start to break down um, this into 11 areas. And so one of those areas is career. So we focus a lot on career equity. And then we're talking about relational equity here. Like, how do we actually connect with people, whether that's in families or in romance and all that, friends and family, romance. And so what's interesting is, you can be thriving in one area and then be terrible or doing terribly in other areas. Mm. So for example, we, we focus on career equity because a lot of people will say like their job sucks or they hate the, what they have to do for money. They do not feel like they're thriving in work. And so for example, I have nine siblings, right? And so that's a huge family. And my parents were, were um, they uh, had third and fourth grade level education. And so that means they, they can only do certain jobs and they were like very stressed and, and trying to raise all of us and get the money so they couldn't, they weren't thriving at work, so it's hard for us and as a family to thrive, right? Mm. And so it's important that we see how all these areas are interconnected. To, to directly answer your question, I think the answer is yes, you can. You can have powerful, meaningful, incredible relationships even if you're not fully thriving in your whole life because it's about how we, we practice trust, thinking holistically, being resilient, being inclusive, visionary, and equitable. Can I just, I, I disagree. I disagree. And I say this, but I think about relationships with people. Mm-hmm. Like, if we're talking about, if we talk about career equity, like, when people are normally at least thriving in career slash finances, I feel like, not saying that everyone is, like, a happy, like, you're just happy everywhere mm-hmm, else, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you kind of take a stuff on the chin just a little bit better. You know what I'm saying? Well, at least I got a place to lay my head. And, you know, like, when you think about Darwin's, like, idea of, like, mm-hmm. some of the core things that you need in life and, like, mm-hmm. this idea of, like, shelter and mm-hmm. safety and all of these different aspects, right? Um, I have to be on here one day. Absolutely, yeah. right? But if you think about all of those different aspects... It's just like, and I'm going for my own personal dating experience, right? Mm -hmm. So if I think about romantically, when I done dated a man who was not happy within his career or his finances was jacked, okay, (laughs) he was not happy within himself. Therefore, being happy even with me Mm -hmm. would be a challenge. A lot of times it led to us having, this is why, you know, ladies... Don't take no broke man, right? Like, mm, and not, not, and not saying that like, and broke is relative, right? The idea of a man who's so broke in his mind that his spirit is broken, there right? You know. So that's like, a piece like, of that not being resilient and not being, yeah, not yeah, being yeah. resilient. So Lot notice of, if you say if someone doesn't have the resiliency, ah, they're gonna blame you for your problem. They're what? Gonna blame you. <laughs> and I've also I was been there. Blamed for everything. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been in, and you know, so this, I'm just dating this person named Mariah now, and she's like, "Oh, you're so great." I'm like, "Well." because you're getting the best version of me. I mean, I've been through all of this shit, which is why I put this framework together. It's not a game for me. This is like, how do I learn from the fairies? But it, when I wasn't being resilient or when I wasn't being trusting, right? So then to be, it's okay. It's easier to blame other folks. So I do think mm. that there's a layer where people are waiting for their circumstances to improve where it's yeah. like this external thriving before they commit to, to being someone who thrives, like who say, hey, I'm going to lead in this way. I'm going to live in this way. I'm going to love in this way. That's the difference. And so to your point, yes, some people are only waiting for those things to get better before they, they shift. Okay. And I was there. Totally. I can, I can relate to that. If, if someone is practicing actually trusting, mm-hmm. so it's not your fault. I'm going, to, well, I'm going to trust that we're going to get through this together. Otherwise, I'm going to keep fighting with you. 
if I'm not thinking holistically of like, oh, we're we're together, I'm gonna take care of you, we're gonna take care of each other, even if we haven't figured out the big picture. Mm-hmm. And then you said if they're not being resilient, if I'm if my if my spirit is broken, if I feel like that anyhow, mm-hmm. it's really hard to be in a relationship with someone else, especially if I think they're supposed to then make me happy. Oof. And you and I have to be and I also have to be very transparent and honest. I've been doing a lot of self work with myself recently as far as like meditating and focusing on like how me thriving as an individual because the one thing I'll say is that when you're not thriving as an individual like vibrationally you're going to attract other individuals <laughs> into your life who are also not thriving right um and, <laughs> and you're like why are they here like, why are you here <laughs> <laughs> right like it's like damn you know it starts off great but a lot of times, like, you get these tests here and there, right, on, like, wait. Because, like, your relationships are mirrors, oh, yeah. right? So my inability or my lack thereof of, like, coping in a healthy manner with certain aspects, I might subconsciously be choosing individuals who will reflect that aspect of me, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't mean that every aspect of me isn't healthy, but the individuals who I'm you know, dating, I might not be the most resilient person, therefore they might not be. So now I might get frustrated, like, damn, they always giving up. But shit, I'm always giving up too, right? Like, yeah, it's yeah. those kind of things, like, you, you really date your mirror, right? So a lot of times, like, this idea of, like, Abraham Hicks and Atomic Habits and all these different things, what they really talk about is having so much of the internal reflection being so bright, vibrant, and beautiful that what you reflect and what you're going to get back from others, whether it's friends, family, or romantic partners, it's going to be what you innately are. Now, the the other trigger, though, is that you can get to that place and still, you know, I've had people where I'm thriving, baby. (laughs) I'm fine. My body fine. The money is flowing. And then here comes somebody's son, you know, (laughs) who is not thriving himself, but they're attracted to the light. I remember I I was dating a guy and he was not ready. I mean, he was not ready. And it got to a point where I was just like, what are you doing? Why Why did you, like, he even admitted, you know what, I, I wasn't ready. And I mm. said, why did you pursue me? Mm. When you said, you said, I thought I could get ready because it's you and I just mm. had to experience you. I almost cussed, like, cause I almost cussed Kimmy out. Yeah, don't put that on me. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> but here. it's the yeah, idea, yeah. right, of, like, mm. I, you find me to be so amazing and so awesome, which is dope. Mm. But, like, you're not saying, oh, she's so dope. Let me get my, my stuff together mm. and thrive. You're saying, I have to experience her. Mm. How do we, when we're thriving, recognize, mm-hmm. right, when we're attracting an individual who is not like what checks and balances boundaries because that's very important to thriving mm. as well and uh, listen me and my therapist we, t- we talk about boundaries yeah, right now go. right but how do we what type of boundaries should we implement to ensure that another individual is thriving mm. the same way we are right or that we're at least loving each other up mm. to to be in that healthy space so you can help each other to expand there's a I'm gonna take a long. I'm gonna take a long route to this question. Okay. Yeah, because one, the idea of people, if if you're trying to gauge whether or not you feel like you're thriving inside of yourself, it's like, I guess the question that I was asking me is, is would I want to be my best friend? Mm. Like, would I want to be one of my siblings? Would I want to? Would I want to date me, basically? Mm-hmm. And if you can't answer yes to the whatever you can't answer yes to, fix right. So if I said, 
literally I started thinking now as I was single for about two years, like, what if I dated someone like me? How would I feel about that? Would I would I be okay with that? Am I am I being the kind of person that I would want to date? Am I being that kind of partner? And so then I have the check that helps me have the checks and balances. I'm like, okay, how do I how do I want to treat myself? And in the romantic world it was um there's this quote that stood out to me that says, Be the first example of what it means to love you. Mm. And immediately I was like, Oh, I had not been doing that until I heard the quote. So like I just let my my exes be the one to plan trips for me and do cool stuff and like I would just I wasn't doing that until I heard that quote and I was like, Let me go and do that for myself. And so then when I know what it means to be the first example of what it means to love me, I can kind of compare how this other person is treating me mm. based on how I would treat myself. So right away, then I'm like, okay, cool. This may not feel good. This may feel great. Uh, this might feel like, oh, they actually helped me expand. So I think the other part of, of setting the boundaries is we let our emotions become um, guideposts. Mm. When we add back to the idea, if you're willing to be your best friend, like if you're willing, like inside, there was a time where I was really running away from myself. So I was kind of always over, overriding my emotions. But now I can trust my emotions. So if something goes off, I'm like, hmm, something's off here. I know I can trust myself. Right? I don't know you yet. I don't know these other people. I know I can trust myself. Let me check in and figure out what's actually happening. And then from there, I can actually, the other pieces, communicate. Right? So you, I'm, I don't know what the situation was with this guy that you finally realized he wasn't there. But suddenly you also finally communicate. Like, yeah, why did you even pursue oh, yeah. me? And somebody, I was hearing a Tony Robbins video today. He said something like, uh, good ideas don't pursue you like bad ideas do mm -hmm. <laughs> just like you got to pursue the good stuff you got to pursue the greatness and so it's it's interesting to just hear that and be thinking about people who are who are looking for our light versus people who are also here to give us light mm. and it's like when people think about um people ask me about like what is it like to date me i'm like it's intense <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's kind of like being the sun like the closer you get yeah it's intense great i'm gonna shine i'm wearing gold freaking jacket right now <laughs> just like it's gonna be intense and those who can who can match it in a good way, it's like a tense in, a, in an amazing way. Or not saying, dim it, or not try to dim it, or yeah, control yeah. it. That's and the so same important. for me to make sure I don't dim or control yeah, it. Yeah, that was, that was, that's what I had to learn the hard way, the long way, in order to be like, I all right, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, offline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, what about with family, right? <laughs> so when we're when, like, family is a, a big thing, right? Because a part of me realizing like in my romantic relationships, there's been a lack of boundaries, mm -hmm. right? But it didn't start with my romantic relationships. Mm -hmm. It started with my familial relationships, especially familial relationships with like my father mm -hmm. or my brother, right? Like certain aspects or things that have happened in those dynamics. Mm -hmm. um, when we get into romantic relationships, oftentimes, right? Uh, relationships, we know they hold up a mirror to us all the time, oh. right? They just come in and your partner's just going to reflect, here's all the things you need to work on, okay? <laughs> right? And... <laughs> it's like, why are you going to blame a mirror? Like, yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's right there. It's like, dang, this person oh, get on my nerves. Man. No, actually, you get on your nerves, and I'm just showing you that. Oh, uh, yeah. So, when it comes... <laughs> yo, for real! Actually, it's you. I'm just, I'm just here I'm to just show here. you. I'm just here to show you what you need to work on, baby. Oh, <laughs> it's you, baby. So, when it comes to our family it feels different right mm -hmm. at least for me it does let me not speak for everybody mm -hmm. it feels like it's harder you know because you want the, your biological and blood family to be like people that you genuinely can work it out with and recently at the end of the year I came to this point where I was just like nah fuck y'all <laughs> 
to your family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my, my nine siblings. And not to all of my family, but specific members in my family, it just had to become to a point where I was just like, why am I begging? Mm. Why am I, you know, putting myself um, for dramatic purposes, like, on a cross to a dog on extent of like, please talk to me or please understand me or please we can work this out. Why am I reaching out? And, and, and it was, and it was a scenario where I had not done anything technically wrong. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but it was something where it was just like, how do we establish these boundaries in a healthy format? Because truth be told, I know it's going to come a scenario, whether it's a wedding or a funeral, mm-hmm. you know, it's always going to be one of the two. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see these family members who I don't have connection with at this moment. Yeah. How do you have a healthy boundary and a healthy self look and still thrive in these, like, especially for someone who might be watching and they haven't chosen to cut off these family members or they feel that they can't for whatever reason cut off these family members. How do they build, you know, those boundaries? Cause it's not like, well, would I be, would I be my own sister? It's like, what? I, I don't have a choice, that, you know, in I mean, my well, siblings. I, idea, well, I, I was actually going to ask that question. <laughs> it's like, would you want to be, are you being the sibling that you want to be? Absolutely, shit. <laughs> I ain't going to lie. <laughs> I, baby, I wish I was another of me as a sibling. Okay. I'll be my, my fucking best friend as a sister. Perfect. There you go. So, And back to the idea of if you believe you're doing that and then you can, it's, it makes it easier to uphold your boundaries, right? If we, if, if, there was times where I had argued if I just track my family again, nine siblings, and so the idea of um, and this has nothing to do with Kimmy's nine. Well, siblings. I'm just I'm just saying that there's a lot of person, there's a lot of different personalities, mm-hmm. right? There's people who are closer to each other and so on. And when I was growing up, uh, I was very much a troublemaker, which is why I was getting punched in the face. Right, we tracked back earlier, and so the idea of uh, of like causing so much kind of heartache and like polarization in my mm-hmm. family, and then so I just remember just really having. Um, kind of distance between some of my especially my older siblings who would kind of like they would I would hear from them mostly when I was in trouble and they were trying mm, to help me feel, yeah. like, like do better I'm like yeah this is not helpful right and then I couldn't say that I just stayed quiet but I wasn't really hearing them and as I became an adult like our family's not really that affectionate mm. um, and so we it was interesting to like we didn't say things like I love you right and there was a time where I was running around the world giving free hugs and you know, telling people that I love them and like just trying to spread more love in the world. I was like, why am I not doing that for my family? Mm. So there was like, I had to think about what kind of sibling that I want to be, which is why I was asking those questions. And then I started telling my family, I love you at the end of calls. And it was very awkward in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> and then eventually people caught on. And it's, it's um, to me, that's one example of, I was showing up in that way to say, okay, cool. Here's how I want to show up a minimum with you all. And there's, um, especially I have, I'm number seven in the lineup, so a lot more older siblings and the only few who are younger. Um, I have to be careful of what role, like finding out what role they want me to play in their lives. Mm. And that's a harder one that, that I think that we can have those conversations once um, we have that level of safety and trust. Like I don't have any family members beefing with me specifically, but I'm mm. also the person who's like calling everybody and like yeah. checking in. I've definitely heard them beefing with each other and I'm like, oh man, I don't want don't to get involved. And I tell them, when they're talking to me, I'm like, hey, you're talking to me. I hear you. I'm also going to, like, when I talk to them, like, I'm going to talk to them and tell them that I hear them too, right? There's no there's no hiding. There's no, uh, mm-hmm. there's so, so I, I, in a way, it's hard because there's there's so many. And so I can imagine I'm in a relationship in the same way, based on what you're describing. There's, there's, um, there's less toxicity towards me 
is what I feel like, and I know they've had their own situations with one another. I don't know how they've mended it because I know there's some tension. I feel <laughs> so, like we, in families, we don't really mend. You just act like it didn't happen after a while. You let enough time go by. If if people, so for me, when people don't want to get closure and like have a, a discussion, like it's harder for me. It is. And for me so too. then I have to figure out my own process of releasing that, and then how do I show up when I see that person again, and either have to practice some forgiveness, um, um, or some some version like you know, for me and my mom, it's like. We had such a toxic relationship growing up and mm-hmm. then it's been for me like oh she did so much for me though still like how do what was my journey of forgiveness and what's my journey of apologizing mm-hmm. <laughs> I, remember I apologized to my mom for all this stuff and she's like you don't need to apologize or say thank you like i'm your mom mm-hmm. i do this for you i'm like you know that was just i hit me so hard but i had to start the conversation mm-hmm. right so those are those are that's that's been my experience of of, of trying to reconcile things that I, uh, with my within my own family as a way of um, of of trying to again be the the sibling that I would want to be. You know, the biggest thing I got from that was that it that it, it's a certain level of internal peace that you have that makes it just like, hey, listen, I love you. Well, hey, yeah, curse me out later. I love you. <laughs> I was like, someone's kind of cuss again. Like I haven't had people. I feel fortunate. I don't have any enemies right now. I don't uh-huh. have any enemies. I just have people that's no longer my friends. <laughs> <laughs> that was on a meditation. <laughs> that was on a meditation. I was like, all right, I don't have any enemies. I just have people who are no longer my friends. Cross off the list. Visualize yeah, we're just not friends anymore. Or we're just, or better yet, I don't. I don't really have like issues with old friendships or anything like that. It's more so, like I said, in the recent years, it's been mostly like different family dynamics that have mm-hmm. shifted because my role in my family shifted well, so yeah. because mm-hmm. my role in the family shifted that means that my dynamics with certain individuals mm-hmm. had to shift and instead of it being like hey we're here it was just like hey listen no that's not what's going to happen because mm-hmm. i'm in charge of x y and z yep. and you know when you get when the power shift right it's it's like that. Absolutely. If you all are in the chat and you have any questions, oh, I want nice. you all to feel 100% comfortable to drop your questions mm-hmm. into the chat and we will answer them. Okay. Yeah, well, I think it's interesting. Like, so there, when I was living in Oregon, some of my family came out to see me and, you know, it shifted from like, oh, me just going and doing whatever they were doing to me being like, hey, let me organize some stuff for you. Mm-hmm. And we had some tension around it. Like a really kind of... Um, you know, got to, it didn't get into like cursing, but there was definitely some tense argument there. And it was very interesting because we hadn't had a version of that conversation. And I would appreciate that we had it because then we were able to kind of make the rest of the trip at least decent, you know, but I think it's the, um, some people are just not verbalizing stuff. And I think that's the hardest yeah. part is that we started like, oh, they're family. I'm not going to say this stuff. And it's like, no, because they're family, I feel like I got to be able to talk to them. And I'm going to put some extra, but learning from family is really what taught me a lot of like, okay, I got to build better relationships because like I got 10 siblings who, or nine siblings who, um, who really have taught me a lot. And they're just literally so different. Each mm. other. They're just like, they're so, they're so different. That's very like, right, cool to, to relate to this many folks who care about me, who are part of my family. It's like, it's been a really, uh, a good <laughs> lesson in, and relationship building and uh, what's it called being civil as also being uh, diplomatic you know all the all the lessons okay so let's get you're into just it. like okay let's <laughs> get into your business and then solve your problem I'm just letting you know my perspective <laughs> 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 I, I want to get into your business okay. just a little bit because I Go believe uh, your your wifey has been uh, 
been in the chat a little bit. Wifey, I mean, I'm sorry, hey, I mean, girlfriend. It's like, but you know what people say, like, I mean, just making sure you watch. I'm gonna speak into Okay, no, um, but you know, people be like, "That's my babe, baby, wifey, whatever it might be, girlfriend." Okay, we just made it to that point. It's like trying to like take us to another level. Yeah. Okay, let me let's see. We have a question. How would I'm assuming, how would you deal with someone who makes... Oh. Hold on, Mariah came in there laughing. Yeah, yeah, hey, Mariah. Okay. <laughs> how would you deal with someone who masks how they really feel about you? Mm. Like they force a smile, and mm. but only around you. Um, That for me personally, if you feel like someone's being fake around you, if you don't have to be around them... I, I think my, right now my energy is just I need peace and good energy around mm. me. And if I don't have to be around you, then I won't be. Now, this is someone that I have to engage with. Then I just maintain my peace and my composure on my side. I mean, I've worked with people on a business side who have um, are people who are not I'm not the best of I, I, don't, I didn't like their vibe or their energy, mm -hmm. but I will get my tasks done and, you know, be very task oriented. And I think that that's how I get to a point with most people. Mm -hmm. If I have to engage with you, I engage with you for, for the specific task and I allow my keep mind to yeah to keep it moving um but it, i no one's ever forced to be around the the essence that is lachandra okay the the magnificence that is me because there's so many people who want to be around me that if you feel forced by all means you should really leave you know like i'm not like if you feel like i'm doing something wrong if i'm a hindrance to you if i'm blocking your blessing mm -hmm. yeah don't let me block your blessing baby don't let me do that to you Cause I don't want to do it. So if they're forcing anything around me. If I feel like it's forced, um, if I care, if it's something to where me and the person had a relationship beforehand and mm. it's weird, mm. I'll have a conversation. But if it's like I don't know you like that and you just uh, happen to feel some type of way towards yeah. me, if you're not gonna address it, peace out. You like like you just have to move on. So for I me would, personally, that's what I would do. Yeah, I would be interested to hear how do you know they're faking it. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Again, I you, I said it earlier. I'm gonna ask more questions, right? Yeah. It's like, how do you know they're faking it? Some people are like, oh, I heard this and this from this other person. Like, I don't do well with third party feedback. It's like, hey, if if you tell me something, if Lashandra says, hey, blinkety blink said yada yada about me, uh, can I you are you okay with me mentioning that we had this conversation? Because otherwise, I'm not gonna get to the bottom. Of yeah. It. If you're not okay with that, then, then why are you telling, telling me? me? <laughs> why are you even yeah. telling me? It's okay. So then. For me, it's uh, it's I would I where I can be direct, I will, and and not aggressive direct. It's like, hey, I just want to, I heard, I want to check in. I heard that maybe we had, there's something going on. Like this was a one of so there's a group called Character Strong that I've worked with, amazing, and like they um, they teach about like character traits, like humility, and so they gave us this challenge that was saying, um, message five people this question: What is one way I can be better in our relationship? And I did that to my family. I, I sent them individual messages to my wife, my girlfriend. I mean, I was when you say wife, I was married at one point, so we can talk ah, about that. Ah, yes, okay. But the idea of like, I messages of people who, uh, people had great relationships with, also people who were a little bit rocky, to be like, yo, let me invite a check-in. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know me, especially even the work we do, let me invite a check-in, because if we can meet on neutral ground, if this person still... If this person, if I if I invited a check in, gave some neutral ground, some 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 space for feedback, including some space for third party like meditation or uh, mediation, they said no to all of that, and they were still trying to, to look at me and treat me in a certain way. I'm like, all right, cool. This person is not 
really trying to meet me at a place of collaboration, then I'm not really, I'm not going to put much effort. I'm going to be, I might be hurt by it depending mm -hmm. on who it is, but I'm not going to put much more effort. So I'm going to give a solid try, solid effort to, to clear things up. And if they're not into it, they're not. But, but again, to the person who asked, how do you know that they're faking it? That would be a question I put back. They came back and said that they addressed it and she they feel like they lied. So for me, yeah. like, you know, if you feel like they're lying to you or if you have evidence of them lying to you, then what I said and what Kimmy said still stands. You know, you have to protect you at all times. No one else is going to protect you um, the way that you're supposed to, unfortunately. You know, my mama, I know she'll, she'll do what she can. Yeah. You know, but at the end of the day, I'm still my first line of defense. So um, the biggest thing I would say is that if they, if you feel like they have fake energy around you, why are they around you? You know, minimize if you can minimize them being around you as much as possible and if you don't have to have any interactions with them you know like i'm i don't normally block people but i just block some some people recently uh -huh. like because sometimes it's just like let's just cut the cord you know why are we going back and forth life is short we can be literally gone tomorrow tonight whenever and the last thing i want is that my last however many minutes of life I was arguing, you know, with somebody. Ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah, or, you know, being in a miserable space because of the energy that I kept around me that didn't have to be here. If you don't love me, if you don't like being around me for whatever reason, you're not forced to ever be here. Yeah, can I add one more letter? Go ahead. So we talked about people being a mirror. Mm -hmm. um, so usually if that happens to me, I'm also like, who am I doing that to? Mm -hmm. Who am I showing up fake to? Like, who am I putting on? Like, who am I doing that same behavior to? And usually, like, if I can't clean it up with that one person, I usually, I, like, if I'm the person, like, being fake to other people, then I will, I usually, that's a, my, my cue to clean it up with other people. So that gives me something to focus on. <laughs> At least that gives me something better. I'm like, oh, great. If I'm the one who, if I'm showing up fake to anybody else or forcing a smile, what is stopping me from clearing something up? Mm -hmm. And then, Again, you, it sounds like the answer says, what if I felt like they lied? Again, I don't know. that We don't know this situation. So you said, what if, the, if you feel like they lie, is there a different truth that is, that is there too, right? Or, mm -hmm. or is there something unresolved from your end? Right? Because we can have a lot of times we have those, uh, those awkwardness when we, haven't, when we didn't get to say our piece. Mm -hmm. Or there was something that we didn't say or that we didn't get to the bottom of and we took a surface answer and at least for me, that's what happens. I'm like, oh, I took a surface answer. I didn't get to the bottom. Now I feel awkward to like start mm -hmm. it up again. It's like, so those are, those are at least the questions I would ask in response since I have no idea what your situation is. And I would also say most of the time we already know the answer. Uh <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> what does that mean? Most of the time we already know, like a lot of times, like most of the time at this point when I ask for advice, nine times out of 10, I already have a feeling like our discernment. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our discernment, if your discernment is telling you something is off, then act on what you feel you need to do that. As long as you're not harming nobody, though. I don't want <laughs> back to the Chris Rock. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> don't harm that? nobody. Yeah, I didn't say harm anybody. Yeah, yeah, say okay, I didn't say do nothing crazy. Mm -hmm. But the idea, like, as long if you feel you need to do something to get out of a toxic situation, right? Um, then the biggest thing is to act accordingly based off of what you know. Speaking of that, Mariah, hey girl. Hey, so I want to switch Mariah. over because <laughs> we talked about no. you know boundaries with toxic relationships. You sound happy, Kimmy. Let's go, yeah, yeah, I for sure. So how did you cultivate such a, a, a healthy? <laughs> 
She was trying to ask how we met. We met. No, 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 not that. Okay, no, wait, wait, no, 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 I know you were married before, and I don't know the situation behind your marriage or your divorce mm-hmm, or anything mm-hmm. of that nature, right? But all, I'm not going to say all, but most of the time, most of us have experienced some form of toxicity. Oh, yeah. Right? So what, and I want to end with this note before we go into our rap, because Kimmy's about to spit some bars, yeah, right. right? What would you say, okay, um, would be, like, something people should do to to... If they're looking for romantic love, especially, we're talking about mm. thriving. How can we thrive yeah. romantically in a healthy space? We talked about realizing that we're unhealthy, our mm-hmm, boundaries. Mm-hmm. How can we thrive in a healthy space? Yeah, I'm going to speak from that place of knowing, making sure people know themselves, right? Because I think we, if you are trying to, I've been in relationships where I tr- where I made the other person my whole world and try to, like, they're, they make me so happy. And it's like that. We're setting ourselves up for failure. Like, if you think about, like, a letter, like an A, if you remove the other person, will you just fall over? Or are you, like, more like an H, where, like, you literally can stand whole. It's like, you're going to be able to stand on your own. So, for me, coming into a relationship, that was the work that I had to do when I was single. And I was single after my divorce for, like, two years. So, I was like, all right, cool. A lot of time to work on yourself. Uh, seeing a lot of mirrors out there. I'm like, I got to do, do my work here. So, then, when Mariah and I came together... Um, then we, we could kind of share some of those things, really talk about where we were at. And one of the things that, um, besides being in sync, where I, you know, I, don't, I wasn't really doing well on the apps, like I, the dating apps were just kind of too stressful for me. So for me, I was like, all right, I'm going to meet the person doing something that I love anyhow. Mm. That way I know we're at least compatible. And I like to watch people operate in the world, right? That way I'm like, all right, cool. How do they treat other people? Because then I, then I can be checking in for what I need and make sure that they um, they fit that and so all of that you know Mariah passed all of those and so I did the same for her did and then have? yeah yeah for sure and then when we started to connect it was interesting just to kind of share where we, where we were coming from and where we were going and then we uh just this Saturday actually we we kind of talked about what's our vision for a successful relationship mm. and then what agreements do we have to put in place and so this is coming from like my strategic planning mind of like where are we going like we're not necessarily all the stuff like kids, blah, blah, blah. Like, we don't know those things. I mean, COVID taught us that things can change in a few weeks, in a few months. It's like, what is a version, of, a vision of a, a successful relationship back to the idea of being visionary? And then we put together our, um, we put together our agreements. Like, what are the things that we want to, to do and how do we celebrate that? So that's what we just did. And I, like, I feel super excited about that because my previous marriage, we separated because we had different visions of a, of a success in our lives. And so we were able to, 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 to have a successful divorce versus a failed relationship, right? And it allowed me to, to know, oh, great, we're going in two different directions. Let's go ahead and split now <laughs> versus mm-hmm. trying to pull each other in the wrong direction where it seems like Mariah and I are going in a very similar direction. So it's, it's easier to go um, forward. Well, shout out to Mariah. Can't wait to meet you. I'm going to speak that into existence, too. <laughs> we're all in Miami. So and we're all in Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Girl, pull up to the Let's urban. Go. <laughs> I was going to send her the address. I was yeah, like, how long are we going to be here? Send her address. No, but um, 
we're actually going to wrap up. Um, we've been rapping. We like to rap about the topics. If you're new to rapping mimosas, we sip mimosas. Shout out once again to Fire. now. Fire. That's a wrap. They provided. They provided our. This is the mimosas. They provided the. Uh, what is it? Mango Rita mimosa. Shout out to the Urban for provi- providing the space. I can't speak. But Kimmy, let's drop these bars real quick. Oh man, we can barely speak, and now we're gonna try this. Oh, you gotta, you gotta go. oh man, is it gonna have the chorus? I don't think so. It's just instrumental. That would okay. be dope, though. I mean, uh, this is my because she says you're gonna surprise me with a beat, and I, I grew up listening to Trick Daddy. Okay, so you want me to just go? You can go. I can go. Whatever. Oh, uh, that's do. your show. Before. Oh man. Okay. Why well, I said that? Can we go? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. Come All right. Let's see. All right. Let's see. Let's see. We rapping and we chilling and we big vibing, we villains. We living large, we chilling, we big vibing and we chilling. I'm making stuff up and rapping. I'm sipping and I ain't capping. We doing things like Trick Daddy and Trina, Miami, Raven 305, doing it live. I like to keep it DEI and I like to thrive. In relationships I go and you know I'm not no ho and I'm making shit on up. Give me come on love, let's go. Let me get some props right there the show. Okay, how much time we got here? Got some right, time. Cool, got some time. Listen to Trick Daddy and feeling like I got a ride. And the big whips as I slide, but I feel like that's not my life. Instead, I ride in Escalades and feel like want to chill. And I figure out how I feel, then I know what is real. So when I see people approach me, I think about what's close to me. Come good with these boundaries, and I feel like I've been floundering. Sometimes it gets a little bit chaotic. But I know who I am, so I can be hypnotic. And I say we're gonna but focus on this chilling and focus on this sliding. We're gonna focus on just letting all that hate slide when we chill and we go. We fit in and we'll grow. But I know the people that are close to me are the ones who wanna show me so much love. So much love, so much love, so much love. So much love, so much love, so much love. Hey! <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Yeah, Kimmy! <laughs> so warming out, right? So, are we gonna good. go for another one? You wanna go for another yeah. one? We can go for another one. You, well, we still got four minutes. So, let's go on the, the, so can we do a debut of the other thing? You wanna, do, your, you wanna do your beat? So, this is your, like, it's show number three. Three is my favorite number as well. And so, this is a... A, a beat that he made. Yeah, yeah. So, this is... this. And when we don't trick, don't get mad at us. We know he loves the kids, but he may not love us. Trick, go ahead and beef with me. Trick, let's go. Be a fire. <laughs> I was going to do an accent when I hear beats like this. You want to do an accent? <laughs> I know, I don't want to fit nobody. That's not DEI. <laughs> This is what I try to connect my Caribbean roots and then verses. So you go first and I go first. Okay, um, you can go. Okay. And focus on my goals so long, it's crazy. 
I wanna figure out how life gets hazy when I keep on moving through the maze and I see you and I know there's relationships where I had to leave too and I came back and I came stronger and I know what I do cause I wanna belong wherever I am and whoever I'm with but I know we gotta keep moving through all that shit but it's like the bliss gotta go all in gotta catch the ball then get ball in cause I know sometimes I feel like we're small when we can be giant we can be defiant we can be relying on ourselves to be true and be grown so I'm trying to figure out how I can make it home they say home is where the heart is so who is close gotta be the people who gonna show me more dang Okay, let's see. <laughs> Alright, my bar might be shorter than that. <laughs> yeah, sure. It might become the verse too. Yeah, I guess they're cool. I was vibing on this at like 1am. Just like, hey, let's go. You vibing on your own beat? Yeah, exactly. I was just like... <laughs> this will show on the track. And you know I'm not whack. And I'm keeping it facts. And I like to do it like that. Yeah, I'm rapping with Kimmy. And you know he's on the check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We drinking champagne. Rapping mimosas. You know we keep it toaster. Loving it real big. Shout out to the sponsors. Uh, DI is the topic. Topic, topic, topic. Yeah, we talking about trust. Resilience, belonging. It's all a good feeling. Resilience, belonging. You know we need that healing. Heal yourself and then you bring your wealth. I said you heal yourself and then you bring your wealth. I said you heal yourself and then you bring your wealth. Add on. That's it. That's it. Let's go. Ah! I did that. I did that. I came in. I came in. Y'all saw that, right? Y'all saw Let's that go. I ended right with it. Let's go. Let's go. And if we're, if we're honest, I don't have to be the best rapper. I just have to have a good look, do what I just did, and I can make millions. Someone tell Meg the Stallion. We just say Meg, Meg is my height. Oh, Meg is 5'10". Okay. Right? So, someone call my, my, my dog Meg. I'm ready. I'm ready. She ready. I'm ready. Okay. Kimmy, I want to thank you for being on the show. Well, thank you for having me. Oh, man. It has been great. I could talk to you forever. I know Mariah says she on the way. Is <laughs> she looking at my message? Oh, actually, I didn't. I didn't. Is she on the way for she real? Is a- <laughs> hey. Right, that's so- I really didn't know. I was. I done spoke something into existence. That's crazy. I want to shout out the sponsors really quick. Okay, oh, I'm like dropping the water from the bucket. It's, but it's uh, not good. It's not good. Like, the Mango Rita. Okay, Mimosa. Want to shout now? That's a wrap out once again. I also want to make sure I shout out the Urban. Okay, shout out to Keon of the Urban for allowing us to have this space. I want to shout out my lovely guest today. Okay, the the shimmer shimmer king over here with this gold jacket. This is he wears it. This jacket gets so much attention in any space. It's ridiculous. Okay, and as always, the same way I start, it's the same way I have to end. Hold on, wait. There we go. Right there, I know, yeah. There we go. Here we go. Happen mimosa, these bars in the holster. Drink, put my. I'm sorry, over. Happen mimosa, these bars in the holster. Pouring up a drink, put my name on the poster. Women who can rap make you come a little closer. Step out the whip, drop a tip to my chauffeur. New guest on my list. Champagne's by my hips. It's time to get lit. Y'all know what it is. Time to rap, 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 and mimosas. Thank you all. And if I didn't answer your questions, please tune in for next week. This live will be posted by the end of the week. So please subscribe to my uh, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music. 
music it'll be available there to listen to and check out the previous two episodes on bdsm non-monogamy this is season three so check it out i've had sex therapists behavioral therapists uh all types of people on this show okay so check it out let me know what you think and thank you blessings on your night bye y'all bye I end. Oh, uh, the fate it's, of black. <laughs>